Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Call in the Braziers for dramatic effect. It's <laughs> 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 like, what imagine? is going on in this episode of Arrow? <laughs> All these bras marching yeah. in. <laughs> yes. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by Cinema Sins. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. I don't know. We write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. And today, the part of Danae will be played by a ghost. What just happened? Oh, no. I reverted. Yeah. I I had a lot of Halloween candy before starting the show. So I'm assuming I've been possessed oh, by the spirit of Halloween. And should we do like, because I'm assuming, hopefully, hope to God, by the time this airs, there is a president elected. So we should we should do one of those things where we say congratulations to and then just like record both names. Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, honestly, we are recording this uh at what feels like the precipice of making that call. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah, who sure. knows? Yeah. But what feels like the precipice, we're recording this Friday morning when things are looking clearer in some of the states that have been kind of up in the air a little bit. We legitimately said, okay, let's all look at the tab to find out what if there's <laughs> right. been an announcement and then record. And so in, in our reality, 20 seconds ago, we all looked over and then we're back into the network recording the show. Right. So, so, But my, here's my question. If at any point in time, I check the tab and I see something solid. Do we stop the show or do we just keep right. going? Because you know what's what's really fun for somebody who listens to the podcast but gets to it like, you know, a week, a month later is, is to be like, breaking news. <laughs> I know. I'm talking more for us, not for. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, do your thing, Danae, uh, little Miss Distraction. Uh, you can do whatever you need to do. So uh, we'll we'll be here the whole time. But that is not the purpose of us being together this morning. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't think it'll be any different than her telling us about whatever video she's watching while we're talking about <laughs> one of the videos. <laughs> right. You That's guys true. are so tolerant. I, I enjoy our friendship. We oh, get please. that comment a lot about how fun it is to listen to the three of us. And it's really cool. Like, we haven't, like, well, Jonathan and I, we haven't worked together all that long. I mean, it's only been a year. So, I mean, this podcast been... is a history of you working together. This podcast, yeah. began, yes. I mean, th- it was one of the first times you guys ever had a conversation was when we recorded this podcast I think for the it, first well, time. Yeah, for the, I had met her like through a Skype meeting or something before. But yeah, as far as having an actual conversation, absolutely. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I, yeah. I, I super enjoy it. 
I was going to make a joke about like, because I had listened to you on the podcast with Aaron and stuff well before I ever talked to you. And so, but it's like, I'm not going to joke about stalking. So like that, that's what I'm, I didn't want to make that joke. So how's the peeping? Yeah. How's <laughs> the peeping? But, uh, but no, I just, I just beeping? was saying I had listened to you. No, you're awesome. <laughs> oh, you're awesome too. I actually was researching an outtake recently and I saw the how's the peeping thing came up. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. so I saw that moment in the whatever I don't even know what movie it's from. And so I w- was watching that particular scene, and then the how's the peeping happened. I was like, oh, that's what it's from. Dude, what am I watching? I don't even know what I'm watching, but oh, it's talented, Mr. Ripley. Yeah, yeah we is. should use that in an oh, outtake okay. sometime. I think that'd be great. We should. We should do yeah. that. Super, that'd be super clever. <laughs> um, I I have wanted to for a while to uh, have the narrator do a Tommy. How's the pooping? How's the pooping, Tommy? Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. <laughs> but I just haven't found the place yet. So if you ever hear that in a Sins video, you'll know I eventually God, found the found place. Have you ever found that for... in a Rick and Morty episode? I or something? know, right? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Uh, all right, let's get into it, guys. Let's kick it off with this inside scoop. What's he building in there? Uh, We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the uh, thing we're sending in general. Uh, we are going to kick it off in TV Sins World with another episode of Arrow, uh, this one called The Climb. I think Jonathan is the Arrow expert among us. Uh, well, I've watched the... F- I, I'm actually in the process of trying to catch up with all the DC shows. Um, that's going to take a while. But uh, I think I watched the first four seasons of this so far. Maybe if I've seen some of the fifth season. I had definitely seen this episode. And I had only seen it once when it aired, but I remembered it very quickly because this is kind of the, this was like the uh, mid-season cliffhanger episode, right. you know, that <laughs> a year. Cliff, a cliffhanger. Literally, yeah, literally a cliffhanger. Because, uh, well, you're a cliff well, faller. He, he isn't really, I guess when he's climbing, he's hanging off yeah, of it a little bit. Yeah, he's Tommy, but how's it hanging? It's the climb. <laughs> So good. Uh, so yeah, but yes, I, I'm, I'm. I know the show. Yes, I've yeah, been, and you know I'm it better than we do. I, mm-hmm. I haven't watched anything other than what we've sinned and the crossover episodes. Uh, In reading, reading comments on it, I'm not really excited about catching up with it because apparently, like that era's annoying friends thing. Yeah, was kind of legit apparently later on in the series. Yeah, I had that in my uh, uh, was one of one of my possible <laughs> oh, okay. comments in my comment section just in case uh, they got taken. I do more than one. Um, but anyhow, <laughs> yeah, no, I had that because if you go to that video, the first three comments mm-hmm. on that are all the same joke, which is you know you you're predicting the future with that you know <laughs> naming the show Arrow's annoying friends because that's what it becomes later on. So, um, but it's a. Uh... It's a, it's a, it, it never really captured, it never really captured my attention the way that the flash did or, or even like Supergirl. Right. Um, me too. But, uh, but I, but I, but it's fine. It's, it's perfectly fine. Um, I do think the cast overall is, is, is pretty good, uh, especially for this type of show. But, um, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's like they, I don't know much about Arrow in the comics, like the Green Arrow and stuff. That was never somebody I followed. So, and I just, like I said, we kind of make a joke about it being a Batman villain in this episode because I feel like that's kind of what they did with the character. They just kind of throw in like villains from other series. But, but maybe Arrow does face them, you know, and I just don't know. Uh, but it's okay. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, today, what was your experience with this episode in particularly? This is my first time ever watching the show. Yeah. So. But she watched was... like three seasons of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so I started watching it and I'm like, I don't know 
anything. <laughs> yeah. I have no point of reference. I don't know who these people are. I don't know who these like. You can tell by the costuming, good guys and bad guys, kind of. You can tell by lingo, <laughs> kind of what's going on. And so I ended up watching the first. I think I did all the previous seasons. They watched four YouTube channel videos of somebody recapping everything that I think I needed to know to get to the point where I was like, oh, okay, okay. So this is who these people are. And then after I watched this episode, I I was like, well, what happens? Obviously, he doesn't, he doesn't die, right? So what happens after he falls off this cliff? And so I just put on Netflix and I had it just running in the background as I was doing stuff for a couple days. And then I got a real taste of what the show was. <laughs> like, <laughs> this show is like, it leans so fully into explosions and gunfire and hand-to-hand mm-hmm. combat and martial arts and stunts and costumes and like so much cocaine. And I, I was like, I think I understand why people like it because of that. And I think I understand the, the excitement of like, what is the mystery like, or, or what was this training on this island? But it is it is an action version of Grey's Anatomy or something. It is it is a it's a I soap don't know. opera. It's a soap opera. Yeah. Oh it, no, it definitely. These CW superhero shows are very. Yeah, it's on a CW. I mean, you right. Know, it's sta- um, which but, I didn't uh, know, but now it makes yeah. sense that that that's the case. Um, you definitely get that vibe. That's like you know the will they won't they with all these different you know people and relationships and stuff. I do. I did think it was interesting to be you know weaving in like uh like comic stuff, which as Jonathan said, I don't know anything about the Arrow world or. Mm-hmm. You know, like the reveal of him being Green Arrow, and what, is that cool? I don't, I don't know. Um, but the the repetitiveness of the show, it puts your brain in a place where you just don't have to pay attention. You almost know by the music cues when to look over and see what's going on, it and was, then you can just shut it off. It was really funny, though. Not funny, but it was. You know, uh, Danae watched all those episodes, and it was almost like she watched too much because, like, her script came and it was great, but we had to we had to pull back on some of it because it was like way too much future knowledge. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like she well, really got it's dug funny deep. Be, it, it's funny because like um, you, you, there's so much that happens. It's yeah. like, and, and they just everything is undone. And it's in this magical kind of way. Mm-hmm. And when you think about like old school soap opera dramas where they would just have someone like, lose their memory or have an accident and die, but then actually like have been transported to another hospital and then have facial reconstruction surgery and then show up as a different person. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff that would happen on on this show, but mm-hmm. with magic and stuff. <laughs> so it's definitely interesting. Uh, there is a, so much flashback going on. And this episode in particular starts with a flashback inside of a flashback. And when I watched mm-hmm. the first time, I didn't realize how over the top that was. So I really like how Jonathan wrote that part. Like, we can't start off by having to go back, even though because yeah. it's, it's already riddled with going back. Every episode, it's a flashback to something else going on that's somehow related and, and, and looped into either that episode or something happening kind of in that, uh, yeah, in it's that time interesting. frame. That's one thing I think why I quit watching the show too, because that started the, the Island stuff started getting on my nerves because, and, and loss suffered from this too, after a while, like, cause they, they started off with that narrative structure where they would always tie it back into something he was doing on the Island before present day and and after a while that kind of they kind of wrote themselves into a corner you yeah. know they right. you know, and they had to well, and so, he, he was on the island and then he was off of it and then, and then he went back and then you but you have to know he has to go on because the whole thing starts with him saying like i i just got back from the island so you know he has to go back and so then it's yeah. it's very curious there is a lot of mystery and it is it is something where my puzzle brain wants to figure out the mystery of course 
Um, but do you go back and endure the over drama and and is there substance there beyond like relationship and things like this? And so um, I don't I stopped watching. I, I think I got to and I, I apologize if this is spoilers for people, but I, I got to the to the season where Ollie had like left the group with one of the girls and was trying to kind of like have a normal life. Mm-hmm. And then came to kind of like come back in and yeah uh, and get Fe- back involved. Felicity, right? He was yeah. So he was dating Felicity. I just that was like, man, I'm just I'm done. I'm kind of over it. It is fun to watch the martial arts stuff though. The fight scenes are exciting, and it's so over the top with gunfire all the time. Though everybody has machine guns somehow, and so and and nothing. It's it, it's it's hilarious in that way, it, and and enjoyable. <laughs> it's really I think stupid, you would. Dumb I think way. you would enjoy. Like if you, if if any of this interested you, I think if you tried to watch like Flash or Supergirl, I think you would enjoy those a lot more because those are a little more fun. This is yeah. just so dark and like it's just. Yeah, everybody's so is. depressed and mad <laughs> yeah like... yeah i i second um, that i watch uh watch flash i've watched all the episodes of flash i will yeah. continue to and i watched several seasons of supergirl before i just kind of was like eh, i think i'm kind of mm-hmm. done with this um so both of those are are they're more engaging on a fun clever i like these people kind of way than arrow seems to me but in this episode was interesting so just to kind of like transition to the episode itself all he has to climb a mountain to fight to the death to half naked to save his we're all thankful (laughs) for that to save his half sister and his stepdad person uh it's not not his it's not his stepdad okay okay it's it's her merlin Merlin is his name you mean marilyn but but go on (laughs) to (laughs) to wipe off all of their blood debt and he's the guy that's going to go do it so he basically confesses to a murder he didn't commit goes up this mountain to fight to the death. Mm-hmm. And my question is, did the other people have to climb the mountain too? That's never answered. <laughs> and I watched several episodes to try to figure it out. There's like three other people on the mountain. The guy is fighting and then the other two people to witness it. And if they didn't have to climb the mountain, like there's another way up. Why climb it at all? Why so is going this back called to the, climb? the Going back to the shirtless scene though, Danae wrote that. And I realized <laughs> after I read that scene, I was like, oh, this is why she watched 10 more episodes. It wasn't to, <laughs> it wasn't to study no <laughs> she just wanted to see no. the <laughs> i mean he's i mean beautiful a, he's, men are beautiful he, i love yeah. looking at beautiful people just like everybody but um no it was genuinely like what is this show where is this going it was more curiosity I know, I'm, I'm, kidding. I'm, I'm a boring person no, i look at those abs and i'm like why can't i have that <laughs> you can i know why that's the you thing can. you can you can There's we just a don't way. want to work our bodies it's just it's quite a discipline oh. well and he's got a He's definitely got a personal trainer too. Like right. if I if I could if I could have a personal trainer whipping me into shape, I I could do it, but I can't do it myself. And a paycheck to uh incentivize. Yeah, to accommodate it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh I'll uh, I'll get us into the video itself if you're ready. Um sure. I really enjoyed this. You guys did a great job, of course. Uh I'll start with taking pills without immediately drinking anything. Uh I like yeah. that one because uh there's two parts to it that people have to understand. Number one I have had such respect and awe for people who can get pills down without drinking water. Like, I, I just have to drink, you know, water to get the pills down in the first place. But the second part of it is your body needs something to help, you know, uh, digest the pill. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's important to kind of get that 
in fact, you really should eat something when you take pills too. Like the digestion process should be in full effect. But uh, yeah, like as somebody who takes a lot of aspirin and stuff, I I can if I don't have anything near me. But like I don't feel like they go down. Like you know, even if I swallow them without water, do you ever or feel like they get stuck in your nasal passage? Yes. <laughs> nasal? No, not that, but like like you know. Yes. The How would they get stuck in your nasal passage? Look, I'm a big guy. Everything on me is bigger. And my nasal passage is, is one of those things where it's just like, it just, when you, like, I'll, I'll swallow it and instead of going down, I'll feel like maybe it went up a little bit and I'll just be like, and then I'll just be like, <laughs> and I'll try to. <laughs> Aaron. Yeah. I really hope that you get some commentary on Twitter or who, how, I hope someone can relate because I am concerned. Yeah, like your nasal passage is all the way down to your esophagus. Is how that do you, biologically well, how, do you, how does it possible? go up? I think it gets forced up like in the swallowing process when everything kind of constricts uh-huh. that it just, you know, okay. it kind of, and there's water in there. So up. like it just, yeah, that it just kind of pops like, up. Like when you're drinking something though, if you start laughing, you can't actually snort the liquid out. So I guess that makes sense. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's all, all connected. connected. Yeah, but yeah, sure. It's just, I, I see, pill, I wasn't though, expecting like, that. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's all. <laughs> I mean, it's, I it's that... never harmed me. I've always been able to snort it down, but it's like. No, that's definitely never happened. I have felt like it's just kind of stuck though. It hasn't gone all the way down, you know, in my system, but. The sin was inspired because. I regularly will swallow pills without water or anything. And when people see me do that, they react. And so that's. Yeah. No, it's great. I figured that's where it came from. Yeah. Uh, I will say in the, uh, what are they? Are they braziers? The hall in the braziers for dramatic Mm -hmm. effect. I initially read that braziers. And mm-hmm. so I, I was having I was having a hard time understanding that sin is the narrator, and I was like, "Oh wait, that's something else that's going on here." Because I had no visual context or anything. I'm like, "Haul in, haul in the braziers <laughs> for dramatic effect." It's <laughs> 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 like, what imagine? is going on in this episode of Arrow? <laughs> These bras marching yeah. in <laughs> yes, for dramatic effect, but it is. It is hilarious. Like they they do that there. Like they bring the the brazers in or whatever, and it's huh. like they set them up. And it's like mm-hmm. who like who who hauled those? Uh, who did yeah. that? That's why I decided to make that part of the sentence too. But uh, yeah, no, that was hilarious. Uh, that could be code letter poop in peace, man. Uh, thought that was funny. Uh, once I'm sorry, you, Jonathan. Once you yes, I no, Jonathan must have written that one. Uh, yes. Once you see these as jazz hands, it really changes the intensity of the moment. No. <laughs> Going back to that though, it's okay. Like that's perfect. The pooping scene was fine. It was way better than the next one we're going to talk about, where Aaron put uh, busting grumpies or whatever. He... <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That uh, that jazz hands thing just slayed me. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, making a Batman villain an Arrow villain is uh, so such a great cliche for Arrow. Uh, well done on that. Could he not come up with a dramatic entrance that didn't involve breaking glass? He will have to get replaced. I mean, it's his place <laughs> i thought that was a great observation he has a key exactly uh it was like lincoln still including and helping teabag out after three seasons of prison break i'm always down for a prison break reference yeah i i should have said michael and, mm-hmm. and i almost i almost asked for a for a pickup but we, we were i think i didn't notice it even until like the last round so i was like it works hey, still though it, it still works. works i mean lincoln's one of the main characters and then finally the bonus to this shirtless fight is if their swords fail they can nipple fight to death because those <laughs> things have to be razor sharp in this weather <laughs> 
the the accompanying. I remember that. I remember that tickled Barrett too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, when we sent the script to him, I remember he was. The fine. the accompanying mental picture was a lot of fun. So uh, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So that was that was really well done. Shing shing. Yeah. Shing shing shing. Jonathan, you want to go next? Uh, did you I'd be else? out to. I mean, a I I'm not taking my shirt off in any. But even if I looked like that. Um, as cold as it was, I'd be like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Like, we're just going to fight with shirts on. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to put a coat on, too. Just hold on a second. Right. How about some armor? You're fighting to the death. <laughs> um, I liked, um, We you mentioned a lot of them, and Danae talked about some of them, but uh, the 4K night video of Thea killing Sarah, I thought that was a good thing to point out. Like, who's, who's filming that? Um, and then I also liked the, uh, variation on, uh, he will that we did, he will, but also won't. Um, mm-hmm. and really, I just like Danae calling out that like, but, but, but Ollie fights like shit and gets killed, like gets stabbed quickly. Like maybe they should have been more concerned about what he was going to do. Um, and then I just, I really love the outtakes and especially the, uh, the happy death outtake with the bye. Mm-hmm. bye. <laughs> Good stuff. Danae, did you have anything to add? I liked um, how Jonathan did the uh, roll commercials for this one where it just shows him climbing and it's like, yeah, yeah, this visual works. Go ahead and just roll commercials because <laughs> it really wasn't that moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was really clever. Uh, I really enjoyed the sending of all of the uh, medical and scientific jargon, um, you know, like pointing out like they reassembled the genome. So then how does this work if you reassembled it and it could be a hamster and making fun of, you know, in a, in a show they have to make up jargon, like even in Star Trek and such. And I think that's respectable, especially if they're consistent with it. But listening to the, uh, the arrows version of medical and scientific jargon, when you can question its logic in the same episode, I think then that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I just enjoyed the ones where we pointed that out even so much as to, like the markers that were all of uh, Oliver's markers that wouldn't match his half sister and just questioning that stuff with that sort of logic, I thought was great. Well, especially and then, when you find out something like ER, they, you know, they were actually saying the correct thing. <laughs> and like, right. like, so I mean, like it can be done. And I know some right. of this is dealing with technology that wouldn't exist, but yeah, it's, it's absolutely bullshit what they're saying. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yep. But you guys kind of mo- mo- uh, mentioned all the rest of them. So all right. Is- I will it was say crazy. the climb outtake though was hilarious, and that was actually Ashley, our yes. our editor, added that in. <laughs> and I was so nice. glad because the whole time I was sitting it, I was thinking of that. <laughs> yeah, I was too. And I'm I'm just glad it was in there. <laughs> we will move on to uh, Rick and Morty. Total Rick all doing another Rick and Morty episode. Uh, fan favorites uh, of these when we do them, so we love getting them out to you. Uh, this was a Dicer Watkins script. I don't think I specifically mentioned the last was a Hughes Watkins script, but since I went first, that probably. Uh, people could have figured that out in the way we talked about it. But yeah, this was Jonathan and I writing on this one. Um, I don't know. There's a lot to talk about more about how we feel about Rick and Morty. Maybe mm-hmm. the specific episode. It is one of my favorite episodes. Because I was going to say this. This might be my favorite episode. Yeah, it's I right think up it there. might be mine, too. It's a good it's one. Def- yeah, it's it's a really good episode. There's a lot going on here humor wise, <laughs> which, of course, is you know one of the main reasons to love the show. But then also just this this to me encapsulates exactly the the recipe that makes Rick and Morty work, which is that crazy abstract sense of humor combined with trying to uh, present crazy sci-fi situations and go and take them to their, you know, crazy final uh, degree. And so, and it all, it's also what makes it fun to sin because trying to Mm kind of 
find cracks in those things is a is a really fun part of what we do and to nitpick those things and so uh this i thought you did a great job of that in the script too by the way as we kind of get into talking about it because i have a it's hard sometimes when you're sending these things and you're having a really good time watching it and so you get kind of caught up in what you're watching and and then you have to think oh wait i've got to i gotta put my sin brain on and then try to figure out where the cracks in this thing is you know mm-hmm. And I'm, but I'm having a good time. So, all right, let me let me watch this whole thing, have a good time, and then go back and watch it again. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. And sometimes that happens in these sort of episodes where you're just along for the ride. Why don't you go ahead and take us in today? Since you didn't write on it, what are some of your favorite sins from the video? Um. Well, to start off, I really enjoyed the um, why do you have to throw the parasite on the table sin? That was a perfectly great, like, good breakfast casserole that mm-hmm. you just ruined. That was one of my favorites too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, why would you do that, Rick? Why? <laughs> uh, the one that got me, like, I thought you were going in one direction. It was when there was a moment of you guys breaking down some of the plot stuff. Uh, and then the end. But it was like, and finally, a raptor. And I thought the sin was going to be going in the direction of like a raptor. What would a raptor be doing here? You know, blah, blah, blah. blah. But then it's like talking about the photography part of it. <laughs> just gonna, I was just not expecting that. And I stopped the video. and had a good chuckle. I also stopped the video to have a good chuckle at the sentient pencil, uh, which functions functions as a working pencil for a mm-hmm. second because it's terrifying. Let's like talk about why this is so scary. What happens if it, as it starts to diminish? I thought that was just yeah. really funny. What happens when it needs to be sharpened? And there were two other ones. I had literal laugh out loud moments. Um, I don't want I don't want to like give the picture that I don't laugh a lot. It's just when it comes to humor, whether it's a comedian or like watching something that's supposed to be funny, even like our own videos. I don't often just bust out laughing but i had several on this on this one so it was one of my i I really had a good time with this one the next one i laughed at was um i'm guessing not uh when they're like they're kissing and then uh he goes like what are we doing and and the sin is i'm guessing not getting to see chewbacca (laughs) (laughs) like sleepy gary is such a tease (laughs) i wasn't expecting that Mm -hmm. um and the one that got me the best is the grass tastes bad (laughs) is grass actually tastes pretty neutral compared to other bitterness in most plants <laughs> like the just the idea that the narrator has this inside information as to what grass tastes like but not just grass other types of grass that could be more or less bitter uh-huh. yeah. so now in my imagination our narrator for tv sins just likes to eat grass like a cow or something <laughs> oh my god that one killed me so great job nice jonathan what about you I like the I've been a fan of the pubes beehole since season one, episode one. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. That was great. We were kind of playing in on the whole thing. Um, I also liked uh, fandom ruins us all. I thought was really funny. I bet. Do you, did you actually check to see if those characters had wiki pages? Nope. Didn't have to. I'm, I, I almost guarantee it. <laughs> and then uh, the name mentioned a few, but I also like the way Aaron read, and that's the way the sins goes. That was good. You know, and, I, actu- uh, I actually for go- that sin uh, put it in my ear, and then did it right <laughs> after listening to him do it to try to match oh, his intonation funny. as much as possible. That's so, good. Yeah. I thought that was really well done. And then uh, the Punky Brewster cartoon outtake that worked out perfectly. I was so happy about that because I, I was like, when I was watching, I was like, "This has got to be like a Glomer thing." And so I was like, mm-hmm. "Maybe we can put something in there." So that worked out really well. I thought. Yeah. No, that was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, show insinuates there's a single human being on the planet who doesn't use their phone while busting grumpies. Uh, I wanted to mention that one as well, and that'll come back busting in my uh, grumpies. That'll, that'll come back in my keeping tabs. 
Oh, uh, man, did you look up poo terms? Of course. Oh, Jonathan, you're going to have to take your earphones out <laughs> no, and I'll step away for a minute. I'll live. Uh, because, uh, because these pants are as white as Christmas and I see no sign of pee. Not that I want to, but I've got a job to do here. Uh, I thought that one was really good. That was good. I did want to mention, because there were some some things in the comments about <clears throat> we played the um, Rick saying no, and then had a series of sins on the room. And the people mm-hmm. in the comments were like, I can't believe you didn't do a no sin. And the reason but is- But there was one, right? Well, no, no, we didn't oh. We didn't actually do one. The reason is because that's actually a kind of a meditative, if you see the whole thing, he actually interrupts himself saying no to say mm-hmm. something else like that winks at it and you know makes sense that he's mm-hmm. not actually doing that so we could have done something where i don't know it, it was we still could have done it we just you know i just decided when i was writing that it, it didn't work yeah I, I didn't i didn't want to do it either. when we had so many sins we had like three or four sins in that one moment yeah. so anyhow i thought i mentioned yeah. that um then uh also I had the show casually breaking the fourth wall and so mm-hmm. not being able to take it seriously and then using that against the show uh when we, when it started to sound like maybe we were going to give it a send back uh I, I like that callback that was a lot of fun um i love doing these rick and morty episodes i think they're are my favorite thing to write on that we've done on on tv sins um it's my favorite i really enjoy it you super uh, love it it's super indeed <laughs> let's move on to music video sins um oh god what what is this? Uh, I don't know. What is this? B b b b buy one. B b one. Baby eye. Baby eye. Oh my god! <laughs> this is where we all sound like the oldest. Piper Raquel. No, I mean she's she's uh, a TikTok. Uh, she's a teeny bopper. Yeah. Says so very. It's an I, not a one. Just just to be mm-hmm. clear. Okay. Yes, right. it is an I. It's a lowercase I. So it's it's b b b by b by I. It's baby I. That is she's not just how you spell baby. baby. Well, she. <laughs> so did. I'm just kidding. I'm just being silly. She also she also <clears throat> put a lowercase I in there, so you know none of it makes sense. Yeah. Uh. So anyhow, uh, what about this song? Um. Anybody have I think thoughts? Barrett, Barrett had thoughts, I believe. He does. He well, has. He has thoughts. He probably. I don't know if you guys know this. Barrett does think. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, "Baby, I is tri- is trite, teeny bopper stuff as it should be. I don't want to make fun of the actual kids, but the video is just so weird, man. This blonde kid keeps getting into trouble, even though the brown-haired kid keeps messing with him. It's about as bad as anything Jacob Sartorius would do." I agree with that. We've covered Jacob Sartorius a couple times too. Um, yeah, no, it's terrible. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, I know it's a kid, but it's still, even, even in that, even in that light, like, I think I would take, uh, who did that we covered recently? The, um, the dance moms, Jojo, Jojo Siwa. Oh yeah. Like I would take her over this any day of the week or like, even like, let's be clear. I I mean, Miley Cyrus was doing stuff at this age. So was Taylor Swift, you know, way better, you know, and just to be supremely clear, like Barrett was, we're talking about the music here. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 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 Simply the music. Uh, And she, she, she has a nice voice and she might be able to, you know, do very good material at some point, but this is, this is not, this is not for me. Obviously. And that's the main thing. Of course it's not for us. You know, like that's, yeah, that makes total sense. Um, I think we should go into the sins video. Uh, some funny stuff in there. I'll kick us off. This ain't a Prince song, man. Use your words. Uh, made me giggle quite a bit. (laughs) I love that. Uh, now see if you'd invested a little more in your arts department, this poor girl could have come up with something more creative than go team. Um, I thought that was a great way to point out that sign. Uh, Yeah. I liked his delivery too. Yeah. On that one. Yeah, and speaking of delivery, I loved the this is the biggest lip syncing fail since Millie Vanilli and then the addition of 
Girl, you know it's true. Uh, I really, I, I wrote that. I didn't think he would, I, I thought he would just like sigh at that and, mm-hmm. and not keep it. But I was like, I got to leave it in. And thankfully he liked it. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's funny stuff. Uh, Danae, what about you? Um, putting out the two and a half minutes of the same lyric on repeat, the whole like, there's a nice little run on about that and um, how he send getting the messages to Piper uh, herself. Mm-hmm. Like, why doesn't he just text her or catch her between class? Why is he so intent on throwing this paper? So those were the some of the other ones that I liked. Just, uh, I, Jonathan? Well, I just wanted to say that watching YouTube videos on cleaning shit, that's that's true story. Uh, I've done that many times, actually. Nice. Because I've, yeah. I've had, I can't even tell you the stuff I've had to clean up out of carpet and table. And, uh, I bet. Yeah. They're very helpful, Danae, if, uh, if you need that. Um, YouTube has some really nice cleaning videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love this about you so much. It's uh, like... When I'm stressed, I like to go to YouTube and watch cleaning videos. <laughs> no, it's not stress. It's more like, uh, oh my god, my daughter just like drew with marker on our car new carpet. I got to figure out how to get that up. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, uh, isopropyl alcohol and hydrogen peroxide clean up a lot of stuff. I found out. YouTube is amazing for all kinds of things like mm-hmm. that. I actually we we got this pop up tent from IKEA. It was like a, a on sale, and mm-hmm. we. We she loves to make tents. Our our daughter likes to make tents, and so we're like, oh, let's get this pop up tent. We can kind of do this cool thing in the house. And I have not been able to figure out how to like put it back together because it just exploded into this massive tent, and I don't know how mm-hmm. to make it go. I just was like, why haven't I thought about going to YouTube? <laughs> There's like I four videos learned, on it. I also learned how to properly and, cut a pepper on YouTube. Oh. I should say. Um, you can we talk about kid- that instead of the video? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you expect the kids to responsibly store their weed in here? I thought was very funny. <laughs> And then just the uh, the kid's name being Lev. He's like, love Lev, Lev. <laughs> yeah. Leave love, live. <laughs> yeah, great but, stuff. Uh, yeah, it was it was very funny. It was uh, and it was fun to work on, even though because you know it's so silly and stuff. So you could just kind of have fun with it. And we also wanted ever it's kids. You know, we can't like we're not gonna like he said we're not gonna like make fun of kids. So we uh, find you you have to be a little more creative, which is always fun. Yeah. For sure. Uh, speaking of creative things, let's talk about Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> Lots of creativeness going in there. Uh, this was an Atkinson Dicer script. Chris and I writing on this oh my one. God. Uh, this movie, man. Um, had you seen it before? I had indeed seen this movie before. Okay, so I've read the book. I've seen the movie. This was all around when it came out. I, I didn't remember anything. Like I remember not a single thing about it. Uh, I don't want to step on any of Danae's remarks on the movie because I know it's one of her favorites. But um, but I I this movie has no idea what it wants to be and suffers so badly from it Mm -hmm. because there are maybe three different possible movies that they could have made consistently and made this something at least interesting. They had a hundred million dollars to make this movie and could have done something pretty fascinating with that money i think and just instead it's just half the time it feels like a parody half the time it feels like a serious romance half the time it feels like it wants to be a horror movie and it's just like what what are you movie do you you remember when all these books were coming out though i I know you don't read but yeah it was like pride and prejudice and zombies Mm -hmm. yeah and they made a movie out of that too which was i think terrible i can't remember that one very well either like there was like one it was like sense and sensibility and sea monsters or something but uh, yeah, no. So I yeah. So but like I said, I just I don't remember anything about it. So clearly, I didn't. It wasn't very memorable. Uh, so I believe what you're saying is probably true. I also remember the aesthetic was kind of messed. Like I didn't really like. It didn't look great. 
Yeah. Like it was kind of blue. <laughs> like it like had this like it was weird. weird. There's it. a lot of weird yeah. choices in this movie. What did, what did uh, Chris have to say? I think he wrote some stuff about it. Yeah, he did. He he wrote about you know his thoughts on the movie and then you know some of the process behind the scenes. Oh, so. he's got Ooh. a little keep, his own keeping tabs. Yeah, he's got nice. his own, he usually does that a little bit where he kind of goes into yeah. something that he kind of got into. Yeah, which I enjoy. That's why you guys listen to the show, so it makes sense. Yeah, because Chris Chris gives so much. <laughs> he does. He gives and gives. Um, A L V H should be a comedy. Instead, it's almost held back by its adherence to history. Certain meaningful moments in Lincoln's life are reframed as a vampire problem. And in the end, why does the story need Abraham Lincoln? I get it. Southern plantation owners, slave owners, they're ridiculously evil. And making them vampires somehow makes their evil less. Humans enslaving humans, that's always the biggest blight on U.S. history. To make them vampires just kind of makes them cheap. My biggest research moment came at a small section of the film where Lincoln is talking about how his son is, quote, no older than I was when I lost my mother. The kid shown is clearly younger than the young Lincoln they show at the beginning of the movie. Yes, this is a movie. The kid playing Abe's son is the age the movie says he is, regardless of his real life age. But it was pretty unbelievable. So I tried to figure out their ages in real life. The kid playing Abe's son was around eight at the time the movie came out, putting him around 16 today. I even found a page from his agency that confirmed this. Then I looked for young Abe. He had only two acting credits, but he had a familiar name to me. His name is Lux Haney Jardine. That's only, not going only to be- Chris would say that's a familiar name to him. No, like 99.9% of the population would just be like, <laughs> I've never heard that name before. <laughs> it is a unique name, though. It Lux is, but Chris is, I'm telling you, Chris's ability to hang on to names and dates and average, like, uh, like it's really impressive. Yeah, it it's incredibly intimidating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he says, that's not going to ring a bell for many, but the last name in particular is notable because there's an actress by the name of Perla Haney Jardine, who was Uma's daughter in Kill Bill, Sandman's daughter in Spider-Man 3. And Steve Jobs' daughter in Steve Jobs. Anyway, oh, wow. I, I couldn't find anything that said they were related. I did see that Perla's mom, Jenna McDonald, was a producer. So look up Lux and find an article about him winning some student journalis- journalism award and that he goes to sc- some school in North Carolina. The article mentions his mom is, quote, Jennifer McDonald. Anyway, despite no real help from Wikipedia or IMDb, I put the pieces together that they were related and that the Lux in the article was the same Lux. I mean, no one else has that name, probably. And that he had to be at least 17 to 18 years older than Abe's kid. Not it was 17. a lot of work for... Not not seventeen to eighteen years older, seventeen or eighteen. So he's oh, oh, so he's older than that would be something else Thank if he you. was actually eighteen years older than <laughs> the other kid. Thank you for helping with that. Yes, uh, he fin- he finishes by saying it was a lot of work for one sin, only worth it for the story to tell. There you go, nicely done. Uh, let's go into the sins uh, themselves. Um, Danae, why don't you kick us off on this one? <laughs> well, like you said, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, <laughs> I saw this movie about six times when it came out, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, I don't know. There's just like a lot of meaning here for sure, me. Sure, sure. Yeah. There's such mm-hmm. symbolism. You know, the first time he like grabs the axe, and mm-hmm. then it comes back later. Yeah, you know. Well, we don't to talk this about day, magic- that's why you're a like an expert uh, axe person. Like, you mm-hmm. know, don't go yeah. to one of those axe throwing places with Danae because she will no. kick your tail. Yeah. But also go them because I actually own them all nationwide. <laughs> that's true. I'd forgotten that. So, yes. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually insanely rich. <laughs> so, uh, I have never seen this movie before. For those of you guys who don't know that I'm kidding, so um, I did uh, talk with Aaron briefly. Like, is this something to watch? And he kind of was like, "Well, there's just you know, there's, there's vampires, you know, mm-hmm. scare jump scares and stuff like that, and uh, there is some gore, but you guys did the whole like blurry gore stuff too." So I really wasn't invested in the movie as I was watching the Sins videos. I was just enjoying what you guys are doing. So um, I'll just tell you the ones that kind of stood out to me. Uh, The present day is here. And the sin is, wow, six minutes into the movie. I've got to say, I'm really. (laughs) 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 That was genuinely funny. Um, There's this one sin where it just goes on this, like uh, the, the lead in is like, power lincoln real power it comes not from hate but from truth and then it's like that's amazing just the other day i was thinking to myself gravity is the natural relationship between space and matter and it just kind of goes on it <laughs> and was so i was ridiculous. the one pushing and... the plane i think is how that one ends yeah. uh, so great <laughs> yeah there's something about like how how to move matter and i turned mm-hmm. to, to crush the mat with my bare hands and when i flew back from nepal i was just I don't know why that was so funny no it is like it's hilarious that. Um, before you protect others from darkness, you must first be able to protect yourself. And the sin is, that's exactly what the inventor of condoms said. And that was really funny. <laughs> uh, making someone sit through your slideshow, I rather enjoyed because I have been forced to sit through slideshows before. Yes, and indeed. that is absolutely a sin. There was somebody that I used to work with and he went on like this hike and, uh, like also like this whole canoeing adventure. And he came back and he had put this whole slideshow together and I was working at a pizza place at the time. And so uh, after hours, everybody was like hanging out. And he's like, hey, guys, I just wanted to show you some pictures. And he brings out this kind of like slideshow thing, and puts it up mm-hmm. on like the big screen at the at the restaurant. And we all just sat there looking at like picture after like, here's a tree. Mm-hmm. Here's the woods. Mm-hmm. Here's like, <laughs> here's, oh. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like Gene Hackman's like talking about traveling and uh, the birdcage where he's like, you know, the leaves change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, it was, an, it was great. <clears throat> um, the, uh, if I ever see you here again, I'll have your balls as a coin purse. And then mistaking the balls for the scrotum. <laughs> oh yeah. That was hilarious. <clears throat> uh, but the one that Sorry. I lo- stopped the video to laugh out loud at was the delivery of the sin where jeremy is acting like he's drunk um uh, sometimes a boy gets drunk when he has to watch a movie where remember the lingerams <laughs> <laughs> it's just the delivery i can't i can't do it like he can i hope you guys know what i'm talking about and if you yeah. haven't go at least watch the first 10 minutes and you'll see it there it's hilarious uh jonathan why don't you go next um now let's eat our pre-battle carrots <laughs> right <laughs> In the script itself, in the script itself, it says, now let's eat our pre-battle carrots uh, uh, as the sin. And then in parentheses, uh, Chris wrote, so weird. They eat carrots here. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> like, it's so weird. He actually had to put in the script, like, how weird it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also enjoyed the message delivered by my sunglasses is very hard to see. Mm-hmm. Um, woman sounds like she's being terminated, but she's actually being penetrated. Cliche. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Uh, By the way, in that one, I put in the notes. You can use "stimulated" if you feel like "penetrated" is too strong. Like there's because it works. Yeah. The, it works the same way, but they left in "penetrated," so works for me. Uh, no, I I think that works. Uh, joint, as in I'm going to smoke a joint. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
misquoting Friday Night Lights was very funny. <laughs> Cold and then, hands, uh, warm heart. I also enjoyed the question of, do your punches not count if you're invisible? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the pre-battle carrots, though, was that like was one so of my, funny. One so of my random. new favorite sins ever. <laughs> I did a little research on that uh, just to, just to see like is there so, did Abraham Lincoln like have a thing for carrots in <laughs> um, surprise That's amazing. he it's not mentioned anywhere uh, his love of <laughs> carrots. I was like, oh so. my god, really? <laughs> no, that was uh, the caterers. Hey, what do you what do you guys want to eat in the scene? And they're like, yeah, carrots. We'll just eat carrots today. That sounds good. Oh mercy! I'm trying to watch my weight. You gotta. My trainer told me to hold off. Uh, Abraham Lincoln is the father of exactly zero nations. Uh, I thought was funny. Um, the the whole difference in the definition of desirable and desirous uh, with the uh, mm -hmm. rhyming mnemonic device. Uh, enjoyed that. Um, a stove pop, a stovepipe hat would never hold the weight of a full grown human, even a Mary Elizabeth Winstod sized one. Um, <laughs> which is it's it was just such a great combination of their names. It just worked really well. By uh, the way, waste another movie that waste her. Um, yeah there's so many out there it's unreal she's awesome she is incredible she's in um she's in one of my favorite movies tin cloverfield lane right isn't that her in in tin cloverfield she's in lane? that yeah yeah she i mean she's in some good stuff i'm just saying yeah. a lot of movies kind of waste her talent yeah. like final destination three and she's right. also in fargo season three of fargo birds of prey um the the ability to call lincoln old penny face uh i thought was fun um and then kissing another man's willy without asking permission uh, yeah, that was, good. was was also really fun as well. So, uh, so there you go. Abraham Lincoln, uh, Vampire Hunter, uh, or Vampraham. Which I also Lingpire, felt stupid because whatever. I remember when I saw it on the schedule, I was just thinking like, oh, that's weird. He didn't put that in October. And then we were talking about it in Slack or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I thought it, you know, he's like, I thought that'd be kind of fun for people on Election Day. I was like, oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yep. Yep, <laughs> indeed. Uh, let's move on to Lethal Weapon. Uh, this is a share Watkins script. Barrett and Jonathan writing on this one. And uh, it has been a long time since I've seen any of the Lethal Weapon movies. I think them. I saw them all shortly after they came out on video. Um, oh, cool. So, but that was, yeah, but that was just kind of a one-time thing. Um, gotcha. So, I yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a lot of opinions on the movie other than I remember Mel Gibson in his early career, and it touches the, on this in the script, just being so dynamic and charismatic mm -hmm. and just mm -hmm. so fun to watch on screen. Um, so I, I thought it was it was handled well in this video, certainly with a lot of the controversy that has you know followed him in, yeah, yeah, in his yeah. later we, like, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wanted to so. mention it, but then uh, we, we gave him five cents still. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I thought was great. Um, so, I think Barrett said some stuff about it, if you want to read his first. Sure, yeah. What, what did Barrett have to say? Lethal Weapon has some legitimately great moments, unfortunately involving Mel Gibson. <laughs> so right along with what you guys are saying. But I don't like it. It's shouty and silly. That fight at the end between Gary fucking Busey and Gibson is the stupidest shit I've ever seen. I did like the scene about Donner directing The Omen. What a weird movie for him to do. And that's all Barrett has to say about that. <laughs> yeah, this was a really this was a really fun script to write on. In fact, Barrett actually mentioned this to me after we were done with it because we are on opposite sides with this movie. I think this movie is borderline brilliant. Um, we even take sins off for this, but... There's just stuff that happens in this movie that never happens in these types of movies. Like uh like the subject matter that it goes into, sure. like suicide. Yeah. 
and um, and depression and things like that is just really fascinating. Although some of it's not handled that great. Like we have the the psycho the police psychiatrist who is just telling everybody what's wrong with him, uh, which is pretty effed up. But um, uh, it's really good. I, I've I've always thought it was great. And on top of that, it's got really good action scenes in it. Richard Donner's a really good director um, that we kind of don't talk about anymore. Uh, he did The Omen. He did Superman. He did a, mm-hmm. a Goonies. Um, all the Lethal Weapon movies. And um, uh, no, I, I've always, this has always been a favorite of mine. I just I just love this movie. Mel Gibson and Danny Glover are really good together. I also disagree with Barrett because he wrote The Sin about how Christmas has nothing to do with this movie. I disagree with him a lot on that because it. I, I think it is because I think the one thing about Christmas that most movies don't tackle, other than maybe It's a Wonderful Life, is that... Um, you know, Christmas is dark for a lot of people, right? I mean, people are depressed and people mm-hmm. are suicidal. And and I and so I that movie, since it's going in that direction, I feel like having it set during Christmas actually uh pounds that um pounds that home mm-hmm. even harder. Yeah. Which I think is really interesting. Um and and I don't want to make it sound like this movie's depressing if you haven't seen it. It is really fun. Like it's really fun, but but it's just it also takes a lot of it seriously. And also the the um the detective work is actually really well handled in this, which is usually not even paid attention to in most mm. of these movies. Yeah. Uh, like a Beverly Hills cop or something. And they actually, they actually do, even though at times they do kind of like all of us, you don't, it's kind of confusing as to whether or not they're focused on the case or not, which we send. Uh, but it was very easy to send. I will say, even though I, even though I love it, it was, it was not a hard movie to send at all. You know, it's, um, it's interesting because <clears throat> hearing you talk about it, hearing Barrett talk about it and just trying to remember kind of how yeah. I felt about it. I, I think I can see both sides. I think it's kind of, for oh, yeah, me, absolutely. I would need to revisit it to really know how I feel about it today. Um, but I know at the time I, you know, I thought it was a, a really well done. And like you said, meaningful action movie um, when I saw it the yeah, first time. And so. then the second one is very much just a straight up goofy action movie, but I would recommend that one as well. That's a yeah. lot of fun in its own way. Kind of like Die Hard 2 versus Die Hard. Um, I would not go past the second one. I would say avoid the last two. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) I had to read the Wikipedia. I need to do this more when Mm -hmm. I'm confused. Just read the Wikipedia before you start the show. I think it would help me a lot. Um, and I did it for this one because I was like, what is this? I've never seen any of these movies. Mm -hmm. I have no idea who these people are, but it's like the buddy cop kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so that helped me a ton because it seems like the more that the, uh, the, uh, the sins video kind of kept going it's like wait there's more wait who's this guy wait who's this guy you know mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it had that feel to it where i'm sure if you're watching the movie they're introducing plot lines and they're re- like they're introducing you know why there's a building that's blowing up and you know all this stuff but when you're watching the sins video it's just like oh this isn't just a linear story this has like a whole bunch of stuff going on and then by the end there's this dimpled bad guy that they're brawling in i don't understand anything <laughs> gary Busey. So. Gary yeah. Busey and uh, Greg's dad from Dharma and Greg. Right. <laughs> the two, yes. are the two bad guys. He's yes. the general. <laughs> That's true. I didn't even think about that. Uh, Danae, you want to kick us off with uh, some sins you liked from the video? Sure. I can sure. do that. I'm super prepared for that. <laughs> I can go first if you want. No, I just had to get back to my notes. Oh, okay. Surprising your dad in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give daddy his cake and we can see his junk. That was so Who does funny. that? Does anybody just barge in their families? Like, that's insane to me. Different families just... have different comfortability with that's the true. human body. I mean, you know, that's... 
I don't know, lounging but when in a bath but, naked, but I just want some me time. Like I'm just sure. gonna lay here in in this water that's getting colder and colder, but I just don't want to get out because then I have to go back to adulting. You know, like yeah, stay out of my bathroom. I don't, even, I don't even remember whose sin that is because I remember Barrett and I were on the same page with that scene because we both wrote a couple of things oh, yeah. just Although on that I, scene. I guess if you're bringing me cake, maybe I would change my mind on that. <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs> She's talking about family members bringing her cake. Let's just, yes. Danae did not yeah. just invite anybody to break into her, her bathing time for, for that's cake. True. Just want to be clear. Exactly. We, don't take, uh, we don't take baths. We take showers. That's, so that'd that's be really right. weird if my daughter came in while I was taking a shower. I don't know. That, that would think that'd be a little weird. Yeah, Although, it tastes better in the shower, I'm telling you. Eat, oh, eat that cake God. in the shower. It's going to taste a little cake bit better. Cake not taste good wet. There's no way. Who says There's the no food way. has to get wet? You just eat it in the shower. That doesn't mean it has to be wet. God, you're weird. <laughs> I guess it depends on your shower. There are some people that have In their showers way. that are directly overhead, and then like they're shooting at all angles. Oh, so maybe it depends it's just, on your shower. Maybe it's just me being that tall. The shower hits me in the middle of the back. Like I don't. Like, <laughs> the food is safe. <laughs> like, oh my god! I was I was in the restroom the other day um, while my my husband was sh- taking a shower, and I looked over, and I, he was like hunching down to like get his hair wet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just remember thinking, that's so sad. It's I, life, man. To- we need to try to figure out if we can redo our bathroom so that rain shower, man. I want a rain shower so bad, Life but goals. it's never happened. We actually, we the way we had because we had our shower custom built, so it's a walk-in shower, and so we we actually raised. Even though my wife and I aren't necessarily that tall, my wife's a little taller than me, but still, it's just nice to have it higher up, so you don't have to, you know. Yeah, but then you can't eat cake in the shower, so I don't know. I'm kind of torn. I'm kind of torn. But can you eat cocaine? <laughs> uh, probably not in the shower, but that was another sin. That eating was good cocaine. One, yeah. Um, the, uh, the, the marquee sin was fun. I always like those because those are things I would never notice, but just to pause and point out that the lost boys on the marquee was like mm-hmm. 33rd. And so why would we, it be on the marquee? Yeah. Or why would it say this year's hit? Yeah. We both wrote stuff on that too. And then what was interesting was we caught this when we were watching the edited ver. actually Barrett caught it. I didn't, but that movie is called the lost boys. And so we were like, Oh, we missed that. Like it doesn't even say the, on. it just says lost boys. Oh, interesting. And I, I had written something too because it was that was also that was around Christmas, and that movie had come out in June, June or July. So the idea that it would even still be in that theater right. was ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it was just right. there was all kinds of stuff with that. Sticking uh, but your the bare one hands. Beer it picked was great. Sorry, uh, sticking your bare hands into a piping hot oven to see what's for dinner. Yeah, mm-hmm. who does that? It's craziness. Um, Danny Glover. The the lead in is why can't I have a beer and not smoke a joint? It's not coke, you know. And then Jeremy's like, we'll get there fast and then we'll take it God, slow. it took me a second to realize what that was about. Like, I, I have to admit, when I read that, I was confused. I was like, oh, he's reading this like Kokomo. Okay. Uh, uh, the one that killed me, literally killed somebody in the video, which was, no, not the nog. Oh, God. I lost that was great. It. That was a good one. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like someone wanted to catch cocaine haze in the form of a spotlight and then shine it through crumbled heroin and strawberry pop tarts. <laughs> Such great description. I love that kind of stuff. Uh, awesome movie teaches all the wrong lessons to the end of Die Hard. Uh, I thought that was a great observation. And then how dare you? Somebody just send puns, and I mean, really, what are we doing here? Yeah, like, we what, knew that would offend you. What, what are we doing here? 
I mean, that was ridiculous. I though, he's like telling a joke. <laughs> Guys, what are we even doing here if we're not going to love puns? What what is even the what is even the point? Did you like that joke? Is that I did. Exactly? It was really funny. It was really funny. <laughs> was uh, it no, get the flock out of here. Was yeah, let's it? get the flock out of here. Uh, I, I thought you meant your joke about puns. I actually did like it, but no. uh, get get the flock out of here is uh is i guess okay that works it works <laughs> this works uh jonathan did you have any others you wanted to mention yeah i liked uh don't buy me oh this goes along with the before the oh no eggnog the one before that that killed me was don't mind me in the midst of this intense discussion about heroin shipments and the death of my daughter i've got to take a swig of this delicious party nog um bringing a stash bringing a station wagon to a gunfight i thought was really fun mm-hmm. and um assassination sweaters and then my my favorite was I know this looks dangerous, but it's actually how Gary Busey hells taxis in real life <laughs> was my favorite. I think that yeah. uh, the bear put in there. So no, we had a lot of fun with it. It was a really fun one to work on. It, it even though we heavily disagreed, I felt I felt like Barrett. I felt like Jeremy and Aaron on all their scripts. <laughs> That's a fun though, right? Like <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. It really is one of the evidences that people really shouldn't take this too seriously is the fact that we can have genuine opinions that are so drastically apart. But guess what? It's still fun for both of us to nitpick a movie. Like, it's just a fun, silly thing to do. And it doesn't mean the movie's awful. It doesn't mean the movie's great. It just means it's fun to nitpick movies. Like... Well, yeah, so. and, and everybody's different. Move, different movies sure. work on different people for different yeah. reasons. I mean, I totally get why Barrett doesn't like it. I think he gets why I like it. You know, yeah. it's just, it's, uh, you know. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's all, life. It's all peace and love. The uh, only one that's mean about it is Danae. Yeah. It's I'm, tough being on a script with Danae. She's just, yeah, yeah she really Especially gets in Especially that there. she broke my heart during the Riverdale script. I still remember that. <laughs> <laughs> she was so mean to me and my love of Riverdale. <laughs> I'm totally joking. More like River (laughs) Dull. Uh, What's funny is that I've blocked that entire thing from my mind. So when you said it, I'm having this rush of memories of watching that show. I'm like, no. That's actually my favorite. That might be my favorite script of ours, though, because you did the CW bingo thing. Yeah, that was was fun. uh, Yeah, yeah. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, those are my dogs. Those are my. Uh, every time I try to talk, wow. Is this how Aaron feels when we're? I just wanted to tell you about 
the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. All right, let's move into keeping tabs. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're each going to talk about a part of the process of sending this stuff. Maybe a fun search we did, uh, deleted sin, anything uh, that you guys want to talk about. Uh, who wants to go first? Who wants to go first? Danae, why don't you go? Oh. Um, Today, what do you got? What tabs are you keeping this week? Well, I think I think instead I'll talk about a deleted sin that came from Arrow. Is this referencing um, something that Jonathan said? This came from the script. Uh, the lead-in is like, you know, Sarah is dead. Um, and then like, what were you talking about? It's kind of at the beginning when the two girls are talking in the in the uh, the graveyard. And my sin was like this sort of like yawn and then, oh, sorry, I often forget to allow myself to experience any real emotion while watching the show. You know, considering every horrible thing is basically undone in upcoming episodes. Now, I disagree that this one was cut. (laughs) That's okay. That was a Barrett call, right? Um, yes. And so, but thank Jonathan God Barrett passing the, bus the show. Right off the, right off the, right off the bat. Jonathan, like, um, wasn't me, no, man. No, wasn't me. I was trying to, I didn't remember. I felt like that stayed in at least until we got to Barrett reading it. That's all I remember. Yeah. It, uh, Barrett says we're getting dangerously close to future knowledge stuff in the script. Um, I'm personally okay with it, but there's a lot of stuff that doesn't pertain to this episode itself, which, it, and we had a lot, um, going on in the script too. Um, the funny thing about it, and I didn't, I didn't like you know, push a case or anything like that. Uh, I could have easily done that. But the reason I didn't is because it, it was already in the script. We already kind of joke around about things getting undone with the Lazarus pit and all that stuff. Yeah, I think that's why we, I think that's why I was like, yeah, that's fine. Let's yeah, because we kind of out. already referenced it anyway. But this in, we talked about more, it was more about the emotion. Like it's just hard mm-hmm. to get invested in a show when mm-hmm. you know that everything that you think is going to happen or that's, that's important or valuable or new is, is undone so quickly. Mm -hmm. And even just watching one episode, I realized that, um, but in watching the, the 10 episodes that I did afterwards and then the recap videos, it is such a crazy, just this back and forth, like bipolar manic experience. And, um, I really liked that that sin said that. Uh, so after Barrett pointed it out, then Jonathan flipped on me and, he cut it, so we probably should have kept it. <laughs> it's totally fine. I'm just I like to get to tease you. Well, it sucks. I mean, so many. I mean, we do lose sins. I mean, that's on you know that's an unfortunate part of this for various reasons. We have too many that are alike, or we need to cut the script down just to tighten yeah. it up, or or you hate me. Yeah, that's usually what it is. Usually, it's um, that ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it's I hate the day. And <laughs> no. No, I think I honestly, I would say out of everyone who takes a lead on a script, out of all six of us, I think I lead the most in from the other writer. I'm just going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Chris. Chris leaves a lot in too. Because I always feel bad. I'm like, I don't, you know, I should just leave theirs in instead of mine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I feel like I like how it was just quiet and you're like, I'm just gonna say that. I'm just gonna say that. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say, say it. it. Why well, don't you it. think it's right now that I say it though? I think probably it's probably Chris. Chris is probably the most the nicest about that. But anyway, <laughs> the rest no, of no one's being mean except for no, maybe no. except for maybe Barrett and Aaron. <laughs> no, I did do a lot of research on Arrow, um, mm-hmm. but most of it was just stuff that had an immediate payout in the script. There wasn't really anything too interesting, and 
again, because they undo stuff, it doesn't matter if I found yeah. something out. It's like it's immediately replaced by something else that's more important or the updated information. So unless, you know, I was to tell you about stuff that's happening, it's just it's so convoluted. So um, that's what I will talk about for that section today. I think the craziest thing about that show is how they early on made and we send this when we send the pilot, they early on made Oliver like a murderer. I mean, he is a full on murderer, like early on, like he kills a lot of people. Um, and and then they kind of had to like take backtrack back from that. <laughs> like it, 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 it really doesn't work. And so it's like every time I see like, you know, Felicity, who's like this really like sweet person and everything, you know, when they eventually get into a relationship, I'm just like. That guy's like a basically a serial killer. Like you know this, right? Like he's like, <laughs> like, like he's murdered so many people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just that that show makes some of the weirdest choices I've ever seen any show ever make. But I mean, it has it has a lot of fans. So mm-hmm. sure does, sure does. What's your keeping tabs, Jonathan? Um, the only thing I really did was kind of going off that Lost Boys thing, and I ended up not using any of this. Plus, Barrett had already written something that was that kind of kind of tapped into this. I'd looked into the films that were released in 1987 and I think 1987 might be my favorite year. Like the movies, the years since we've been alive, I'm almost positive 1987 is my favorite year, at least for me personally. I think, I feel like 1987 really kind of sculpted me into a movie lover because this is, this is just a, a smattering of mm-hmm. what came out that year. Lethal Weapon, obviously uh, Princess Bride, which we just talked about like a month ago. Uh, Robocop, Predator, Untouchables, Princess Bride, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Angel Heart, Evil Dead 2, Raising Arizona, Beverly Hills Cop 2, Full Metal Jacket, The Witches of Eastwick, Dragnet, Roxanne, Spaceballs, Adventures in Babysitting, which is actually a really, really good movie that people don't give enough credit to, Inner Space, The Living Daylights, The Lost Boys, Back to the Beach, Stakeout, The Monster Squad, No Way Out, The Big Easy, Matawan, Fatal Attraction, Hellraiser, Three O'Clock High, Barfly, Hope and Glory, Prince of Darkness, The Hidden, Less Than Zero, The Running Man, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Throw Mama from the Train, Wall Street, Moonstruck, Radio Days, September, Broadcast News, Empire of the Sun, and Good Morning Vietnam. I'm 100% sure you just listed every single movie that came out that year. No, I did not. That is like just, that's like not, like there's so many past that that I still like either love or really like. That's fun when you kind of realize that, that like it's in your like your sweet spot. And yeah. just like if you're well, mo- and those are just like a lot of those movies are ones that like in high school and college and childhood through various like I've I, and even in my adult life, I've uh, gone back to the most, I think. And they have like right. a lot of them have like I have a lot of special attachments to a lot of them. Um, it's just that like the 87 is just my year. So nice. Uh, that was that was fun to go back. And now I want to watch like all these movies and don't have any time. So, yeah, I know that feeling. I know that feeling for sure. <laughs> Uh, I had a little bit of research I did on Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Um, one thing I would mention, I guess, I guess just quickly, is Alan Tudyk shows up in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter as Stephen yep. Douglas. And I was doing some cast research, and I realized that he was not listed in the cast. And so I was just trying to figure out, wait, that was Alan Tudyk, right? And then I was like, well, let me find Stephen Douglas and see who played him. And Stephen Douglas isn't listed as a character in the movie. And so I just kind of did a little bit of, you know, quick Googling or whatever. And there is no explanation other than that just sometimes happens when actors mm-hmm. are just like, you know, you don't have to put me in the the credits and they do it for favors. Like sometimes actors will do things mm-hmm. for favors and, and not actually get the, because I guess once you're in the credits, different things have to happen. Like, you know, if you become credited, you know, for diff- contractually, 
things have to get handled differently. And so uh, apparently, yeah, I've always I've always wondered about that. Is that what it is? Usually, when people choose to go uncredited, it's not because it doesn't always seem to be like they don't want to be associated. I mean, they're in the movie, right. so they can't. You know, it's just weird that you don't get credited. Yeah, I think and some just rules some actors and stuff. that don't get credited have like pretty big parts in some movies. And well, that's not a tiny part, you know, and Stephen yeah, Douglas no, is not. a huge part of Lincoln's life and he's in, you know, a couple scenes. So anyways, I found that interesting, but I did want to talk yeah. about busting grumpies, uh, which I did get <laughs> from a list of uh, pooping euphemisms or uh, poofemisms, as I will now call them. Um, Puns. Yeah. Yeah. There's around 70 of them. Do you guys, <laughs> do you guys want to pick oh them up? Hold, There's that hold few. on, hold on. Is this like that sex list that we did where uh-huh. we have to like pick right. a couple numbers? Or yeah, anything? yeah. You want to pick a number? Okay. How many are there? Uh, there are. Oh, of course. Of course, there are sixty-nine. Uh... Oh my god. Oh wait, wait, wait. <laughs> the answer is nice. Yes, exactly. Uh, I want to do number twenty-two. Okay. Number twenty-two is launch a butt shuttle. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like something Danae would say. <laughs> number sorry. five. Gotta go launch a butt shuttle. Uh, <laughs> number five. Uh, sorry, guys. Give me a second. I gotta go build a dookie castle. Uh, oh that's, my God. that's number five. I don't like that one as much. It's dropping the kids off at the pool there. Yes, of course. I'm sure. Uh, it number is. 16 is drop the kids off at the pool. Uh, even Let's better than it. that is to uh, uh, take the Browns to the Super Bowl. Uh, I think okay. is is a, a oh, really that's fun actually one. quite funny. That's yeah. clever. Yeah, it's what really about forty-one? That's your favorite number, Aaron. Forty-one is my favorite number, and uh, it is not. I, I can't imagine ever saying this other than it's just as an inside joke because I don't think you would understand. But uh, sink the Bismarck is uh, is number forty-one. So give me a second. I got to go sink the sink the Bismarck. Um, What's thirteen? Thirteen is do the do. Uh, is number 13 so lots of fun stuff in here poke the turtle's head out uh mm-hmm. is is one i've heard before uh and busting i chose busting grumpies because i have heard it before but it just makes me laugh it makes, makes me giggle every mm-hmm. time i hear it so i thought that was that was one deploying the uss brownfish is another one that i considered uh for a second uh slop some bum slugs uh <laughs> mm. no <laughs> Uh, make some underwater sculptures. You got to do some underwater sculpting. Um, although if you're sculpting, you're probably doing it wrong. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. Uh, I got to make like Snoop and drop it while it's hot. Uh, is another one. That's that... funny. <laughs> so anyhow, euphemisms are are fun, and uh, and we need to finish this show quickly because the barbarians are at the gate. Uh, so let's. <laughs> let's, let's... <laughs> that sounds very easy. I think today is going to put launching a butt shuttle into her vocabulary. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that one's that one's making the cut right there. You know how they have that like on Twitter, like it has a thing that says what you are. Like maybe that should be part of my description <laughs> like when justin's in the shower you're gonna run in the bathroom go sorry honey i gotta launch a butt shuttle <laughs> yeah. have some cake we'll make up for it that's right that's right here's some chocolate cake uh all right let's move on oh, <laughs> here's God. some hot chocolate no. cake <laughs> moist let's move on to the comment section i want know what you're thinking i appreciate your honesty you're a real straight shooter 
You are the ones who are the ball lickers. All right, we're each going to talk about uh, a comment, a single little comment from the videos for this week or possibly other options as well because those comments can come from anywhere uh including as danae is going to let us know uh the reviews on apple podcasts um i i like you like one but i have three new ones um thank you guys so much for reviewing us on apple itunes i know there's a lot of platforms where you listen to our show there's you know uh youtube and then all of your podcast players but as always the king of podcasting has always been iTunes because they have like a ranking system. So we appreciate your star reviews and then your actual like uh, worded reviews there. So I decided to go check those out today. And there's a few new ones that I, I wanted to point out. Yeah. The most recent one is from Halloween. It says it's from Russia and it says, please don't hurt me. Cinemason scary dude. I just want to say thank you. <laughs> thank you to you. Um, bail from discord via Apple podcast. We appreciate your review. <laughs> Was that five stars? five stars nice <laughs> i know um also one that was perplexing but fun came a couple months ago no last month from it says i'm here for this is the title a five-star review from absolute emerald uh here in the u.s who says don't let anyone bully you into a format do whatever you want you're doing great so thank you <laughs> <laughs> i feel attacked uh, um, by that comment a little bit <laughs> Uh, this one though is kind of more of the standard one also, uh, from a couple months ago. It says, you got to take a look at this podcast. Five star review from, um, Danae is not all, Danae is not at all creepy fan on Apple podcast. So thank you for that. <laughs> Saying nice. I love cinema sins as was not, and was not aware I needed to know what, uh, how the sitting process worked until I listened or started to listen, but hi, I see you. We see you. We see all of you guys. Thank you so much. Um, also you can, uh, listen to our show on youtube um and you can like those videos and that helps us to get seen as well so okay that's all very nice jonathan what do you got this was in a lot of people seem to like the hamster uh sin, yeah. Danae's yeah. hamster sin <laughs> so we had a uh, fuzzy striped tail said in addition to being a murderer oliver's pet hamster had a ball recording incredibly important plot twist so as to use said recordings to frame others for the deadly crimes that the <laughs> hamster actually committed nice <laughs> nice yes ending i love the yes ending that's so good that's good stuff uh mine comes from the rick and morty uh video and lynn says aha you said there were at least seven that's racist in that picture but that's where you're wrong bucko i see at most six might as well completely redo the video now uh which i really <laughs> loved because that is that is bravo to me because it is both kind of nitpicking at us and also nitpicking at YouTube comments a little bit too, where it's like everything becomes super important. So well done, Lynn. Uh, well said, well worded. Appreciated it I very did much. Wanna, I did want to mention one real quick one though that uh, I just thought it was funny. This is one of those where people always in all the comments, we've talked about this in the past, they'll ask us to send something else. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed this a few times, the show on sci-fi that was called Happy. Uh, we've been asked to send that a few times, but somebody, a retro um, 882 on the Arrow video put, please do happy. It would make me very, um, and then that was it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I thought that was clever. It is clever. And I will just point out, uh, just for anyone who might be listening, that I am now not going to bully Jonathan for doing two comments uh, into, you know, sticking to any kind of a format. I will instead allow... 
all sorts of freedom to have the show uh, be whatever it wants to be. So just for no particular yeah, but could, reason. But you could also edit the comment out. Which you <laughs> do, so. I like how we're also True. skipping over that I did three. <laughs> that's why I felt comfortable doing two. That's, that's right, right. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right. Let's move into Beyond the Sins. What's he building in We're each going to chat about something else from the world of pop culture that we've seen recently. Um, I'll go first on this one. I uh, saw a movie from 1943. It's a musical called uh, Stormy Weather. And I'd never seen it, but uh, had a friend suggest it. And especially knowing how much I love singing in the rain and musicals and those kind of things. If you don't know anything about Stormy Weather, it really was a movie made in the early 40s to highlight African-American performers and entertainers. Um, and it is narratively nothing. There's there's no narrative to it. It's really just about a, a guy kind of having memories about his rise through entertainment or whatever. But it's, it features some of the most talented humans i have ever seen dance ever seen sing uh, ever seen play instruments like it is an astonishing look back at a talented uh group of people that very easily could have been forgotten to time or in many ways at least not as uh, respected as they are had this movie not been made and so i guess it's kind of a two-part thing to say i'm so glad this movie exists and i'm so glad that i got a chance to see it is it a great movie it depends on how you define that if you're looking for a story there's no real story here it's not like there's great acting here or any kind of the things you would normally put in the category of this is what makes a great movie but it's such a valuable experience in many ways that yeah i think i would say it's a, a great movie the final performance um and i i should look up the performance i know cap calloway is in there lena horn is a is a, a major mm-hmm. part of it i should look up you know some of the others um, but the final dance performance, uh, I think it's jump and jive maybe is what it's called. I think I'll have to look it up is the most astonishing dance I've ever seen on film period. Whoa. Like it's mind blowing and you may have seen clips of it. There's this moment towards the end where they are descending a staircase and they take turns leaping over each other and landing in a split down the stairs. <gasps> it is mind blowing in in, (laughs) yeah well you just go after the fifth time they've both done this you're just like how are your legs even still on your body and they get to the end and they just kind of do that slide up thing and then just keep going like it's it is some mind-blowing stuff and i would i would highly recommend it for that trigger warning it was made in the early 40s where different things were considered okay with the portrayal of uh, african-americans in film uh there are moments of words being used that you will not be used to. I'm I'm not saying like the huge major slur you're thinking of is not in the movie, but just the fact referring to African-Americans as different words that are now passe. Uh, The, the idea of minstrelism is very prevalent here. The idea of kind of, uh, kind of, we talked about uh, childish Gambino. This is America recently. A lot of what he's doing in that video is representation of how black people were expected to perform in many of these ways, like with the wide eyes and the, you know, the different kind of thing. And so there's, there's an uncomfortable ability to knowing that this is, that there is that kind of element to what's going on here. So balancing that with just the ability to see how talented these people are and give them the respect that 
that they truly deserve um, is something you will be dealing with. Um, but I, I, so I did want to at least mention that because, you know, it was made in the forties. Um, but it's, it's for me, definitely worth, worth a watch. Again, it's called stormy weather. It's 1943. Um, and I wanted to kind of get that out there. I've seen it a couple of times. It's been a while since I've seen it though, but yeah, no, I think everything you said was dead on. It's very enjoyable. Like it's very entertaining. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know how great of a movie it is, but like you said, that's just, that's however you just describe, you know, that's, that's your own definition, I guess. But, uh, Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, everything you said is dead on. It's 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 that's a good recommend. Uh Lena Horn, Cab Calloway, I mentioned, also Bill mm-hmm. Robinson, Fats Waller, uh, who is incredible, uh Catherine Dunham, Ada Brown, uh Dooley Wilson, uh just a lot a lot of talented and credible people doing. In fact, I think I remember in, in researching this after that Frank Sinatra said, uh or no, maybe maybe, not, maybe it wasn't Sinatra. I can't remember if it was Sinatra or um Astaire, Fred Astaire. It may have been Fred Astaire. Yeah. Who said that that final dance scene is is his favorite dance he's ever seen put on on it's, film as well? I mean, I I know nothing about dance, but it's yeah, it's it's amazing to so, watch. Yeah, there you go. Stormy weather. What about you, Jonathan? What do you got? Um, no pressure, Danae, but I also have a movie from the forties. So. <laughs> I don't even know. That's so weird. I I didn't watch anything new this week, but I watched some older stuff. But um, so it's November, which for film noir fans, it's November. Uh, if you, if you choose to celebrate that, I do, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying like I watch it more every day, but I do watch, I probably do watch more than I normally do. And I'm on, cause it's kind of fun. Um, but I watched for the first time, I, I had never seen this. I've owned the Criterion Blu-ray for like a year now and I've never watched it, but, uh, it's a movie from 1945 called Detour. Um, it's directed by Edgar G. Ulmer. Uh, it stars Tom Neal and Ann Savage. Um, it was written by Martin Goldsmith, who actually came up with the story of one of my favorite noirs, uh, Narrow Margin, which was uh, remade in, I believe, 1990 with a movie called also called Narrow Margin with Gene Hackman. And um, Detour is one thing it's got going for it. It's 69 minutes, which nice, right? But nice in that it's 69. Nice that it's only 69 minutes. <laughs> right, um, yeah. It is a super, I mean, like, I, I don't know why, like, they... I, can you imagine a movie coming out now at 69 minutes? Like I just occasionally we get like a 75 or 80 minute movie still, but yeah. that's, that's about the least, but, um, but it's, but it doesn't, but it's perfect. Like it doesn't need to be any more than it is. Like you're not missing anything. Um, and I even read that they cut quite a bit because there was a lot more, um, there was a lot of dialogue scenes that they felt slowed the pace down. And so they, uh, they ended up just cutting it out and cutting it down. And uh, I think that benefits the movie because I think that's the thing about this movie. It feels like this really like basically you have a guy who uh, loses the love of his life, decides she's going to leave him and go to L.A. He's in New York. Um, he's down on his luck and he decides he, he just he can't be without her. So he's going to find his way to L.A. To, to propose to her. So he hitchhikes. He hitchhikes across country. One of the guys that picks him up is this bookie that's also headed to L.A. Uh, the the, the guy, the driver, the bookie dies um, under normal circumstances, basically. But uh, Tom Neal feels like he's obviously going to be blamed for it because he's, you know, just a down on his luck guy. And so uh, he basically makes a few decisions at that moment that kind of set in motion everything else that happens afterwards. And then Ann Savage shows up as a, as a hitchhiker he actually picks up and she gets involved in everything as well. Um, but the whole thing, it's just really frantic. It's like really, uh, it's, it's the perfect kind of noir. It's the kind of noir that I really like where you just never know what's going to happen. And, um, 
I don't want to say too much about it because I don't want to give away anything, but it's just, it's a really fun, twisty uh, narrative. It's got two really good central performances. Um, and Savage might actually be one of my favorite femme fatales now. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I really, really enjoyed it. I get why people think it's, you know, it's one of the betters. I, I, I don't know. I, I know more recently it's kind of gotten more of a reputation. I don't think any, I, I get why people don't talk about it in the same vein. They do something like Double Indemnity or uh, like The Big Sleep, because I think those movies are just a little more complex narratively. This is really simple, but um, but that's not always bad. And this is like this is like the perfect version of this story. So um, that's a high recommend, and it's really easy to find. It's on Prime. I think it's on the Criterion Channel if you have that. I think you can even like check it out on Hoopla if you have a library card. Uh, it might even be like on Tubi or something. But it's it's very easy to watch, and it's sixty nine minutes. So you know. <laughs> Yeah, nice. It's like they're, they're like we've covered episodes of TV shows longer. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and That's Danae, right. Danae lets us know uh, when we do. So, dude, no, I'm kidding. I am such a complainer when I get like when I get assignments. Oh, you weren't on this one though. The worst though for me was Suits. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This thing's an hour and a half. Yeah, the Suits pilot <laughs> like, is an hour and a half long. <laughs> Those pilots, man, they kill me sometimes. I'm Ridiculous. like, okay, like, I'm gonna knock out this script. It's gonna be great. And I sit down and I'm like. 90 minutes well you're and you're, you're expecting show. like you're expecting 41 minutes you know yeah. 42 minutes and then you sit down and it's like 78 minutes what the hell <laughs> why why is this a cinema sin script God. why uh, uh anyways name of the movie again detour 1945 detour all right danae what is your movie from the 1940s all right i have <laughs> i have the best 1940s movie ever okay uh it's called Cursed Princess Club, and it's a <laughs> it's a web comic. It's a weird crossover. We, we didn't even have the internet in 1940. That's so, <laughs> so wild. Weird. That's so crazy. It was really Al ahead Gore of its time. Around then? <laughs> um, I have, you know, you guys know I love web comics. You know that there's a, a a app called Webtoons that I love to you know find new content on, and I'm I've not talked about many that I actually keep up with. I've talked about several, obviously. One that continued to be recommended to me was what called Cursed Princess Club. And just based on the title alone, I was like, nah. And then even based on the artwork, I wasn't really drawn into the artwork. Nah. And then I decided one day to just go ahead and read the first three, you know, installments just to kind of give it a, a try. And I instantly fell in love with it. And I realized why people like it so much because it has um, really good themes and it has clever humor um, and unexpected ends each panel you know like when they finish the you know, episode one or uh, entry one at the very end there's always like some kind of a fun little joke at the end it's it's lighthearted. it's an easy read um but i think the dynamic part of this and the reason that ultimately i would recommend it is i really genuinely think the themes are are needed it doesn't shy away from hard conversations but how the um the artist whose name is lamb cat lamb cat uh how uh, this person draws and also writes, it's quick and simple. I think that this would be a major, major recommend for anyone who struggles with how to fit in in any way, shape or form. Um, just how the the uh, development of the story continues. Uh, we're talking about um, concern with appearance, concern with fitting in, uh, parents giving uh kind of being abusive and how they, they talk to you or their expectations of you and how you handle that. Um, but it's all approached 
in a very direct and I'm going to say lighthearted manner. And it's just really cool to see um, an artist go at these topics inside of this really delightful world. Uh, just to kind of give you an idea of, of the central character. Her name is Gwen. And uh, it's really interesting. Uh, they live in this pastel kingdom. Then there's like the plaid kingdom. So it's kind of simplistic in that way. And even sometimes in the drawing, you think it's kind of simplistic also. Uh, you know, it's not one of the most you know, gorgeously drawn things ever, but it's just, it's well done and it's cute and adorable. But she um, lives with her other two sisters who are like the normal princesses. And she is just very different. But nobody in her family sees anything different about her. And that's one of the things I immediately fell in love with is even though she is by quote unquote standards, a very disturbing looking individual, um, her sisters and her brother doesn't treat her like that. And her dad doesn't treat her like that at all. Uh, so when someone outside of her world comments on her appearance, then things kind of shift and change. Um, and she has this uh, club that she finds called the Cursed Princess Club, where other uh, individuals have been cursed or they're not beautiful or something is wrong with them. Um and through the relationship with them, she learns to love herself mm -hmm. and her relationships with other people begin to develop and shift and change. Um, so it's just fun. I, I really am enjoying it. Again, it's called Cursed Princess Club. It's a read that every week when the new one comes out, I, I read it immediately. It's one of the ones I'm enjoying the very, cool. very most. And it's got a really great amount of humor in it, in my opinion, as well. And especially if you've got kids, young kids. Uh, I think male or female would probably enjoy this. It, it, I mean, it says Cursed Princess Club, and it does have uh, girls at the center. But there are also males at the center who mm -hmm. are also dealing with their own um, insecurities. And those are also right in that forefront. So it's definitely not shying away from um, what it means to question yourself and try to find your identity, which is great. So that's my recommend. The Cursed Ooh. Princess Club. Um, I will mention, uh, because I did look it up, uh, and I do want to give them credit. The Nicholas brothers are the tap dancers uh, at the end that do the uh, final performance in Stormy Weather. Uh, Jumpin' Jive uh, is the the name of that if you want to look it up. But that's the Nicholas brothers. So cool. I wanted to shout that out. That's going to wrap it up for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure that you are subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. If you've got anything else you want to send us, you can mail it to us. P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. Eight. You can also hang out with us on Twitter. We're at BTS for the show. And then all our personal Twitters. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, Shower Cake, and myself, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BTS at CinemaSins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash BTS. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. But it's not even Thanksgiving. We talked about how much candy I had on the previous episode, so I thought I should do a candy update for everybody. Yes, please. Did you actually get rid of it all? We had about approximately 650 children visit our home. So, yeah, was he keeping count? Well, we had counted the candy beforehand, and then we counted oh. the candy afterwards. Oh, he gave he, the exact same amount of candy to everybody? Gotcha. Two per child.
and he was insistent that he asked them what two pieces they wanted, and then oh he God. got it out of the thing for them. So oh he handed God. the candy out. So, like I told you, he's been he's been it's... waiting for this Halloween dream for years. So was he out there for twelve hours? Because he... I mean, if he's six hundred fifty kids, and you're asking every kid what they want, <laughs> and we do have a shit ton of candy left over. Like we'll make use of it one way or the other. You should hand it out outside of dentist offices. <laughs> Congratulations on your teeth cleaning here. <laughs> or just give it to Aaron. No. No, thank you. I don't need those calories hanging around. I, I love candy so much. I love Snickers, Reese's. Mm-hmm. Those are my those are my two like major like if they're around Snickers. I can't help it, man. Like Snickers was my big thing for the longest time, but over the last like ten years I switched over to Milky Ways. I, Milky Ways are fine, oh but I can, God, but I, I can, Ways. I can ignore a Milky Way. If there's a Milky Way sitting there, I can be like, mm, yeah. If there's a Snickers bar sitting there, it getting eaten. Hershey's chocolate. Yeah, Hershey's. Or I mean, you Hershey's put a Hershey's a bar out there. Yeah. Oh man. Are you a Rolos fan? I love Rolos. I do like Rolos. The Hershey's thing is interesting for me because I enjoyed ch- Hershey's chocolate bars. Uh, okay, until I learned. That if you you actually eat them as intended, like with the little squares, like if you take one of the little squares off and just like m- let it melt in your mouth other, rather than chewing it, it is the most glorious taste over your tongue that I've ever had. Like Hershey's chocolate melting in your mouth is just brilliant. It's so hard to do that, though. It's not to for me, patient. man. Oh, man. Not I for chew, me. I mean, I, ch- I mean, my wife makes fun of me because I chew down on ice cream. So, <laughs> like, I just chew everything. <laughs> I don't know why, but that just made me think of the first time I was dared to bite down on um, tinfoil. No. Have you ever done that, Jonathan? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Long, it's long, the me worst. Me as a kid. Yeah, it's horrible. It's the worst. I think we're done. I think we're done now. I can't continue. <laughs> I've only ever done it one time in my entire life, and it was when I was a kid, and I will never forget it, and it was awful. <laughs> It's like putting the feeling of, of nails on a chalkboard in your mouth. It's so wrong <laughs> and strange. Have you ever licked a have you ever licked like a Duracell to see if it still had life? Oh, of course. Yeah, that's practical. That's practical. That never worked for me. I tried, but it never worked. Did it work for you? Oh yeah. Yeah. If you get your oh, yeah. tongue on both ends of a of a now it has to be a Well it <laughs> the the nine volts. That's what it oh, works yeah, with. Yeah, it, it that worked, is that's true. Yeah, it, it only works nine with volts. nine volts. All right, everything is making sense now. Yeah. Because first of all, I definitely tried with double A. <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't this working? <laughs> Why can't it? <laughs> so when you said when you said you have to get your tongue on both sides, I was like, what? How does that work? But that's like a stupid thing that gets under my skin is that everything takes different batteries. Um that pisses me off to yeah. no end. Yeah. Like smoke alarms should be able to just to take like two double A's. Everything know, like should be it, double A's. Or whatever, triple A's, something. Everything should be nine volts. I don't care, but it should all be one thing. It's your car, like, your car should run on, on 15,000 triple A batteries. Well, there you go. <laughs> that, that, is, that is a little different, but like electronics. Can you imagine if uh, we had standard, like, nope, I just triple A's. Anything that's a battery has to run on a triple A. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just changing out the battery on a car when you have to do 75 it's like which one of, which one of these is dead maybe maybe <laughs> no, yeah, 14,000 of them are still I, good oh, just happens. send me over i'll lick it and figure it out <laughs> right. they're all bad now 
I feel like I need to tell Justin what happened. So I take a couple screenshots and I text them to her on accident. Oh, my wife does that all the time. Danae Hughes, you sent her screenshots of her own conversation? Yeah. Uh. And then I said, sorry, I was just wanting to send these to Justin to to update him. Have a great day, love. <laughs> well, at least this isn't somebody you have daily contact with. I'm sure. I, no, I, no, and, no. And, and you weren't the, saying anything bad. No. You know, you, yeah. But so it's what, fine. And then... And then 10 minutes later, I'm at her door dropping off my child for childcare that day. <laughs> Texting mishaps are real and they're fun in hindsight, but they are terrifying in the moment. I had a, when I was managing a radio station, I had one of my uh, workers send me a text that was intended for her husband after I asked if she wouldn't mind covering like another two hours at the station. Mm-hmm. Um, during the afternoon. So she was intending to send her husband a text that said, uh, I'm going to try to get this as correct as possible. Dicer needs me to stay over this afternoon, so we'll have to put off our sexy time until later. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, at least you knew they were having fun. And I just texted back, uh, wrong person. (laughs) Oh my God, she must have been she was mortified oh my god you know and what's funny is it's like i assume you have sex with your spouses like this is not like new information but it's it's so private what makes it worse is it's like inside the christian culture right and you don't talk about that stuff right yeah like if it was just your buddies or whatever you'd be like cool right on hey sorry (laughs) to interrupt you know you'd like make it light it wouldn't uh-huh. be the big deal, but well, you and also know I'm because... her superior at the station. <laughs> like you know, it's like she she's she uh she's texted back eventually after just like oh, you know geez. all sorts of emojis. Uh, she eventually oh, texted God. back, "Please forgive me for not looking you in the eye for the next <laughs> three months or Seven whatever." Years? Yeah, exactly. oh shit. <laughs> the other day, Iris was doing this thing where she's she was saying, "You know, you are mommy, you are also Danae." Daddy is daddy. He is also Justin. And then he was going through like she was going through the Bommy and Babo or also Bonnie mm-hmm. and Hammer and like all this stuff. And she gets to Aaron. And she goes, Aaron is also um, Aaron Dicer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 